This is episode 373 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta. Today, I have my friend Bobby Machado with me, and we are talking about the four myths about what blogging will do for your pet business. Yes, there are myths. I hear you guys all the time thinking, oh, I just need a blog. Oh, I just need to post a blog and it'll help with my SEO. Well, it's true, but it's not true. And today we're going to break it all down for you. But first, if you have not listened to the past two episodes, Bobby has been dropping a lot of truth bombs back there. We talked all last week about the dangers of hiring an SEO company for your pet business. And before that, we talked all about the two inbound lead generation channels your website can't live without. And it was a lot of really great information. And it's such a treat to have you here, Bobby. So thank you for your time and helping serve the pet industry. Oh, absolutely, Bella. No, thank you so much for having me up here again. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. So if you guys, if this is your first time meeting Bobby, Bobby has been in this industry forever. And he actually used to handle about $300,000 per month in Google ad spend for several auto dealerships in the United States. He has this awesome left and right brain mentality where he can combine the analytical and the creative. And that's how he was able to launch Signa Marketing. So if you want to go check him out, it's signamarketing.com, S-I-G-N-A marketing.com. He is who we use. He has been introduced and used by Mastermind members this summer and just an all out standout guy and his whole entire team, quite frankly. We talk to them pretty much weekly because I always have projects or things or questions. I am that client. But enough about me. Let's get into all of this blogging myths, Bobby. Is it true that blogging will generate leads for our business? When it comes to blogging, yeah, the expectations, it always comes up to understanding what is the objective of the blog and what to expect out of it. And so if you are someone that's blogging because you expect that it's going to be found by prospects, you know, potential customers, and then that blog is going to make them inquire about your services, then your expectations do need to be reset because a blog is not to produce leads. That's not a transactional piece of content. And so that is one big myth when a lot of people are focusing a lot on blogging. It's like, yes, you can, but you need to adjust the expectations and really adjust the why of why we're actually blogging. And in terms of getting direct leads from blog posts, maybe once in a while it could happen with serendipity there, but not because it's actually designed to do that. Awesome. That makes total sense. So will blogging help you rank for service-related keywords on search engines? Like if I wanted to do like pet sitting in Phoenix? Yeah. So I see this happen quite a bit with a lot of different small businesses and whatnot because of the myth that okay, if I'm blogging, then that's going to also make my service pages rank because Google likes fresh content. There's this idea that Google says, hey, we want fresh content. We always want new content on your website. And that's going to help these other pages rank higher for. And really, that is a myth in the sense that yes, Google does like fresh content. But the reason Google likes that is because things may change. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want outdated information on your website. That's why Google wants fresh content. 
not because you need to be updating your content just for the heck of it or creating new content just for the heck of it. Really, what Google looks at is the best interest for the end user. The end user is the person that goes to Google, types in a search query, and then gets results. That's right there, the service that Google provides to its end user. So us as website masters and website owners, we need to be always thinking about the end user. What is actually in the best interest for my target audience? If it is writing a blog post once a month, then great. Then do it because it's actually in the best interest of your users because they can actually benefit from it. But if you're just doing it just because you think that Google would reward you through that so you can get transactional pages like your service pages ranking higher, well, then you're really not going to see benefit from it. Blogging sometimes can be expensive, time-consuming and stuff, and it's well worth it if the business objectives are in aligned with it. But if there's no alignment and it's just because we think that it's going to get our service pages ranking higher, well, then at that point, we should probably reassess those efforts and maybe not have to do it or not to do it as often. Got it. That makes so much sense. As you were saying that, there's a phrase I keep hearing. Can you tell us what it is? It's long tail keywords. What does that yeah. mean? So to break down the two types, there's going to be your regular types of keywords, like say, for example, pet sitter, right? That pet sitter is a, a keyword. Now, the top best pet sitter in San Antonio, that's long tail now. There's a lot of descriptive words there around pet sitter. We've placed the word top and best. We've now added a geographic okay. identifier to it with the San Antonio. And so that's what long tail keyword is. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So it's longer. So then should we expect those to rank for our blogs quickly? I don't know. Like, I mean, do they rank the same as the shorter ones? Are there advantages or disadvantages? I mean, the internet has been around for what we got decades now. The internet been around. There's a lot of content out there, which means most likely someone has already written about the topic that you're thinking about writing about. And so when producing content, you have to be creative of finding angles because there's always nuances and like subtopics of major topics. And so what you would want to do is once you decide on a blog post topic, you really want to ask yourself deeper questions and see if there's subsets of it so that you can really get more narrowed into it. And then find nuggets of these long tail keywords of people that are asking these questions. There's just probably not as much search volume for it, which means there's not as much competition. But when you find these niches of content of these questions, these pain points that people are searching, if you can answer those pain points through the form of a blog post, well, then you have very high chances of ranking high for those long tail keywords because you have really narrowed in on a specific subset, a specific pain point that people are asking on Google and answering it directly. And so those types of blog posts rank much higher, much quicker too, because of the fact that they're long tail and really niche in that sense. Got it. Okay. So just to recap really quickly this episode and make sure we're giving the people what they want, the four myths about what blogging will do for your company. Let's just recap those four myths really quick. So in terms of four myths, it's going to be, do they generate leads? Should I put out blog posts and then, you know, I'm going to get leads tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's a myth. Of course, is blogging going to help my service pages rank higher? Well, Straightforward? No, it's not. It's not a direct item. Again, it's always about the user experience. So you really want to ask yourself, why am I blogging? And if you're blogging for the right reasons, the last thing you want to do is spend money blogging to try to game Google. Google's always going to win. So you don't want to fight Google on that. Thirdly is, should you expect your blog post to rank for long tail keywords quickly? A lot of times, yes, but 
you really need to understand what a long tail keyword is. And a lot of times business owners don't know what that means. They'll go after blog posts that are really, really broad and they might think it's niche, but it's not. You really got to deep, deep to find what's truthfully a long tail keyword. And lastly, how often you should be blogging. I've seen business owners being preached that they should be blogging once a week. And you could if you wanted to, but it really comes down to the business objectives. Is it actually needed? I mean, let's take, for example, a plumbing company. If a plumbing company was blogging once a week, that's tough. I mean, there's only so many issues that happen with plumbing. And most companies <laughs> don't even care about that. They just want their plumbing fixed. They're not trying to learn how to do plumbing, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're a local business and there is an educational component to it, then blogging once a month might be great for it. And you might be able to find cool ways to repurpose that content, whether it's like distributing it through your email list or stuff like that. But again, it always comes down to like understanding the why and the purpose rather than trying to find quick hacks to game Google. Right. You won't game Google. Got it. All right. And so we're going to close out this episode with just letting you guys know the free offer. There's two quick things that you can go ahead and do to work with Bobby, like some of my other clients have already started doing and they've been very successful, which is why he's here with you guys today. He has a free local SEO audit for $150. It's a limited time only, or they've got a local SEO service that's normally $2,000 a month. But for you guys, because you're part of the jump crew, it's only 1000 I invite you to go over to signamarketing.com. That's S-I-G-N-A marketing.com to go check that out. And I'm telling you guys, this is something that you're going to want to know. At the very least, that strategy session with the local SEO is going to be invaluable just to educate you and understand you where Bobby and his team comes alongside you and they partner with you. They interview, they figure out what it is that you're trying to do, and they literally give you a strategy. And it's up to you if you want to implement it or not, but it is wildly valuable if you're looking to dominate the SEO in 2024. Bobby, did I miss anything about any of that? Because I just want to make sure I'm not misrepresenting anything. No, you covered it perfectly. Yeah, all the details. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're here to help businesses. To be honest, we work with clients on average from four to four and a half years. We still have clients that have been with us since day one, almost nine years. And it's really just because we look at it as a partnership. That's our philosophy and our approach with all our relationships. I love it. And I definitely can vouch for that after you saved my website from being hijacked. So thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening, you guys, to another episode of Bella in Your Business. Remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, the best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening. 